0: Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin, Brian Carraway, and Mr. Pace.
1: What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavides, UFC flyweight.
2: Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun.
0: Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? i amazing. Radio.
1: Welcome to It's M Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law, and with me as always, despite the last couple of weeks indicating otherwise. True. DJ Mark. So and also, joining us this week, Lavender Gooms.
0: What the fuck is up with those pauses, <laughs> man? Come on, you are throwing off my rhythm. But anyway, I wish all of you a few happies today. I wish you all a happy National Bittersweet Chocolate with Almonds Day.
1: Very oh, nice.
0: Always remember that. That sounds Every pretty November good. November seventh.
1: Sounds pretty sounds good.
0: 7th. Sounds hmm. amazing. And also two very special birthdays. First, firstborn pup of Mister Kid Presentable, Lumpia. Happy seventh, eighth birthday. I can't remember what he said on Instagram. And also a happy birthday to our very own.
2: Mark, yeah, it's me. I, I forgot it was Lumpia's birthday today. I forgot we shared a
1: birthday. <laughs> I should tell. Well, Steph sh- that. well, Stefan's at the Warriors game, so he ain't doing his job oh, he's celebrating.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. He did a very good dog as uh, a job as a as a dog dad. He gave her a, a cake. This shit. He had a little fucking hat on him and his. St- other dog uh, nice. alva alva said stupid for some reason i don't know why uh, <laughs> uh no
1: you
2: know he, he he did right by his dogs good for him nice
1: fair enough Glad to hear. i
2: gotta I got check out the gram i guess that's where all the happenings are going down
1: yeah mark's got a stealth instagram account you know that mike that's right because it got recommended is to me uh, follow
0: <laughs> is it's uh, is it's a spy on big booty bitches
1: oh Mar- is that what it's for mark Uh, I mean, I think you can't lurk on Instagram, so I think I did You can't really lurk anymore on anything. I mean, even like, well, I I, got to delete my Twitter account. That's uh, got to happen.
2: I mean, yeah, it was mostly just to see my wife's stuff. Because she'd post something. I'm like, oh, I want to see the comments. It's like, oh, you have to have an Instagram account. I'm like, all right, (laughs) then I guess you win.
1: (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Um, Yeah, and also happy last day before America just, you know. Just another bad election. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Just another bad one.
2: What makes this this country great? We're gonna we're gonna vote tomorrow and and mold this country into how we feel it should form and take shape. Hey, it's, it's, every, it's a every thing.
1: Every single member of the House is up for uh, is up for re-election. A third of the Senate. You know what was that line from the West Wing? Which I mean, I definitely remember. Mike might remember whether he says. Uh, every two years, we get to overthrow the government. Which. You know, if you don't factor in redistricting, gerrymandering, all these things, you know, yeah, maybe that would be the case. But anyway, and uh, you guys can all sign my petition to bring back Columbus Day if uh, sports gambling loses in California, because I am blaming the Native American tribes. Very aggressive uh, (laughs) marketing, I guess. Mothers hate gambling, Mike. Turning every every phone into a gambling device is dangerous to kid. And
0: I will... I will campaign against your campaign to bring back Christopher Columbus. We already had we already had this podcast a month ago, but again, I never thought I'd be saying this in November. This is normally a like second Monday in October thing, but fuck Christopher Columbus.
1: So Mike doesn't appre- appreciate some of the you know some of the great explorers out there who found stuff where other people are already there. Where killed what, a
0: whole bunch of my ancestors. Where everybody well you know
1: found found shit. But how did you really find if there are people there? Tell me what he found. Um, well, I mean, it, it counts as finding when those people aren't white. I mean, you know, Mike's just getting right to the fucking, you know, right to the, right to the good part right there. Um, yeah. Um, f- ladies and gentlemen, we are, up, we are at UFC 281 Fight Week. Um, in a couple days, me, Lavender Gooms, going to be sitting in our real overpriced seats. Uh, doing the math in our heads about how much each fight costs. I do that. That's me in my head right now. Izzy, one hundred. No, Izzy, one fifty. Whaley and Carla, fifty. Uh, uh, I'm not, you know what? I they got Izzy's got to be more. It, it's got to be more because <laughs> we're getting to. I gotta get to six hundred. No, <laughs> I think. Well, I mean, it's it's it, wait. How much did we pay for these goddamn? We tickets? We paid five hundred for the tickets and a hundred each. In- yeah, and we paid ticket. Amount. I don't know how you let me do Michael this. Mike doesn't even know. I think, I, I think we paid, tw- paid $1,200 between two people. My chest.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I assume the tickets have been bought and
1: the money's been I exchanged. Com- I
2: completely forgot. <laughs> well, then, who cares? It's
1: like nothing happened. Right? You look at your bank I account and thinking? you're like, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yo, like, you know whose fault this you is? You know what? This is Phil's you know fault. Is? This is Phil's fault. Because Phil could have been a good friend and stopped us from this. All right? That's what it means. How many many times
2: are you going to see fights in the garden? I mean, okay, Mike probably- Never again
1: after this. Here's what it is.
0: Here's what it is. This was summer, Mike, when these tickets were bought. Mm -hmm. Your boy was out here buying Yeezys and so many pairs of Jordans. He was just throwing money around like a drug sailor at a strip club. Now that it's the fall, right? Daylight Savings just ended. We're now in Frugal Mike. And Frugal Mike is like, what the fuck was Summer Mike doing? That goddamn thotty hot boy. What's wrong with him?
2: I feel like those Yeezys might not
1: have uh, went up in value as much as maybe a summer we got, Mike. Mike you, got, Mike, you Mark. just got to be ready on Stock X to sell those. You got to make the Mark. money we just lost on this event. They're going to go up Mark. because they're going to be rare. Let me rarer. tell you
0: something, know. Mark. Let me tell you something, Mark. Okay, please. I got, I got my first pair of Yeezys, 350s, right? Because the other two I mm. got during the summer had to return because they were small because Yeezys be running small, right? So I got another I mean, you, pair. You rocking
2: these? You're not stocking these? You're so rocking here, these?
0: So here's the thing. I got them like three weeks ago, right? Or like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. yo I'm so excited and then like two days later Kanye West starts saying all that wild shit on Drink Champs and I'm just looking at my Yeezys like all <laughs> oh, these fucking Jew hating sneakers I can't wear these now <laughs> <laughs> the resale valley has gone to shit as well so now I just got Yeezys I, don't, I gotta mm. wait for him to have his redemption album to wear
1: you know I've made a, I mean we've made our mistakes Mike I got a I got a Velveteen Dream t-shirt that I've never actually worn <laughs> Just never worn it ever. It's got the tag on it, you know. I got a Rumble Johnson shirt. Thankfully, it just says Rumble, so you could be in it. You know, that's that's you know pretty nondescript. You talking um, about
0: the Rumble Pack from N64.
1: Yeah, um, but I, I, I'm almost positive we paid that much money for this. I could be wrong. I'm almost positive. Um, at the moment, I can't find it, but yeah, that is that is yeah. You guys are gonna have a great. Time. This is a great card.
2: We're going to be picking so many fights on it. You're going to be so invested. You're going to have a fantastic time in the garden.
1: The garden, you guys. You know, let's got to really, really lean into it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah. Mike, six hundred (laughs) eleven (laughs) dollars and fifty cents. Two hundred dollars, Izzy. Two hundred dollars, Chandler Poirier. Uh, 200 bucks besides W2 the whole rest of the card.
0: <laughs> we're we're gonna have to have a conversation where we where we have to designate someone that we're gonna make dumb purchases we just say hey what do you think about this and they just go don't do that.
1: I think this is what happened because I said I was gonna come right and then we got committed that we're like okay we're gonna go and then like the really bad seats were like, like the last row was like $350 and we're like or whatever it was, like three hundred bucks for like the worst seat in the house, and we're like, okay, well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we got you. We can't do this. I think we literally said to each other, "We got jobs. We're doing okay, right?" <laughs> and now here we are complaining. Anyway, UFC two eighty one fight week, folks. After a ten minute conversation about ticket prices, um, Izzy Adesanya defending his middleweight championship against Alex Baheda. Um Carla Esparza defending her strawweight. Title against Wei Li, uh, Zhang Weili, Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler. I think it's three rounds. I think. I think why Dustin. Would it be, well, because there was conversation it about it being five rounds. Five. And I believe Dustin said, I would like a larger paycheck if you would like me to fight more rounds. Which seems very reasonable smart, if you ask me. Smart man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they did not. Have. We got Frankie Edgar uh, probably losing his retirement fight to Chris Gutierrez. It's not an easy fight, man. Even Frankie Edgar can't get a fucking cupcake exit. Uh, Dan Hooker, Claudia Pouye, uh Claudia Pouyeas. Um I think I know his. I think his brother might be in Bellator. Not I think I might be wrong about that. Uh, Brad Riddell, Hanato Moikano, Dominic Reyes, Ryan Span, Meatball Molly's on this card. Um, shit, Carolina Ka- Carolina just on those early prelims. Um, I think she just likes fighting in New York, Mike. This is like a couple times she's done it now. Before that, uh, we're going to talk about uh, this past weekend's fights, which uh, got eight finishes in 11 fights. Um, Pretty cool. Um, I mean, even one of those finishes didn't even look that legit. But you know what? We got eight finishes. We got eight finishes. Uh, We're going to talk about that fight, uh, that real shady fight with Derek Miner, where uh, things just got real, very, very strange quickly. But first, Mike, Amanda Lemos, Marina Rodriguez. Meta Lemos was like, yeah, you guys, all, all you guys picking against me. You guys don't know I have this sweet, sweet haircut? That was enough. She got a dark yeah, mic. Yeah, sweet,
0: <laughs> sweet, sweet haircut and a sweet, sweet uh, right hook as well. So this fight was ended in the third round. But before then, it was a pretty even fight, Um, you know. Lemos, I think, clearly had the second round. The first round was a bit more debated. I thought that Rodriguez had it. But, hell, even at the time that the that the knockout occurred, um, Rodriguez was actually winning in significant strikes. I think it was about 28 to 20 based off the, the Chiron I saw actually right before the, the right hook hit. Um, both of the fighters were looking, honestly, pretty. Uh, Pretty good. Marina started to fade a bit at the end of the second round when she got caught just slightly a bit, and it like Lemos was able to finish it off in, in in the third round. So it was a very good win for her. Marina Rodriguez is a very very tough competitor. She was number three in the rankings uh, going into the fight, so Lemos should set herself up for a possible title fight. I think.
1: I was gonna say, do we give her, do we just give her a title fight? Cause it sounded like Marina Rodriguez was about to get a title fight. If she had won, and uh, Lemosh was what, six?
0: Six. Six. She was six.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and who's ahead of her? Let's see. Uh, where the hell did her? Oh, oh, she was seven, actually, apparently. Or she's seven right oh, now. I thought she was six. I thought she was six mm-hmm. also, but it, I don't think she moved down. Uh, I guess really the question is, are they just going to give the winner of this fight on Saturday Rose again? Right, Mark? I mean, that's really the debate. Are we just going to throw it to Rose by default, or uh,
2: not, yeah. I mean, it seems like if Whaley wins potentially, even though they, I think they fought twice in Rose, everybody's won two and oh, <laughs> everybody's yeah. beaten everybody good. I, mean, <laughs> I would imagine they want to avoid the Carla fight because that was just so anticlimactic. I think there's a lot of bad, uh, you know, vibes I haven't thrown that one back, so I don't think they would be very interested in going back. But I think Rose is definitely kind of the the thorn there. You know, if, if Whaley wins and, and, you know, Rose campaigns for it, they might give it to her. But I think Amanda made a great case. You know, this was a, a big, you know, jump up in competition for her. She, she won the fight, a main event fight. Um, I think it would make some sense. I just don't know what her her selling power is. I think obviously Rose is a lot more popular. We've seen Rose on multiple pay per views, you know, and they did pretty well numbers wise. So I could imagine the brass being a little a little hesitant to to throw it to Amanda, but it's not like she's undeserving. So we'll, we'll see how the, the cards lay. We'll see how what happens in this fight. Right? If Carla and Wei Ling have you know a barn burner, maybe they want to throw
1: back a yeah, rematch or something. We'll see. If it was. Entertaining. Well, you we know, know um, we know the UFC is going to make sure Whaley's in as many title fights as humanly possible. That much has become clear to me at this point. Um, but yeah, big win, man. Big win. Co-main event, man. Neil Magny. Neil Magny just keep doing Neil Magny things. I Daniel Rodriguez. Um, we saw him fight like a month ago. We have seen him fight a few times before uh, that. Before that, he had uh, strung on. Um, I think I was four straight leading into this one. Uh wins over Mike Perry and Kevin Lee. And uh that fight with the uh with the Leech. Well, I think most of us, I think we all thought Leech won, or it was close enough. It was a close fight, but I think at the end of, I don't know, I know I thought Leech won at least. But it was a close fight. Um This was the wall for, for Daniel Rodriguez, though. That next step up, uh Neil Magny. I think Neil Magney's coming into this thing, Mike, around nine, ten. I mean, maybe he's always at the end of the top ten beginning of the, you know, 11 to 15 range. That's, I mean, he's he kind of is the gatekeeper, right? At this point, Neil Magny, he's number 13. And be, uh, right above him is when things get real serious with, you know, uh, Kiesa and Chavka and all those dudes, Sean Brady. Daniel Rodriguez, not at that level yet, huh? No, I would agree. He wasn't able to hand. Simply,
0: he just wasn't able to handle Neil Magny's uh, grappling. Uh, Neil spent the majority of the fight um, getting him against the getting him against the wall, tiring him out. And by the third round, um, don't want to say that Rodriguez broke, but Ma- Magny was able to again get him against the wall.
1: Mount him- he looked tired, right? Like I wasn't. Was it just me? I thought Daniel Rodriguez looked a little bit tired, quite frankly, like more than Neil, more than uh, Neil did at least.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was one point that when Magny had him mounted, uh, his legs were literally just stuck together, and he was seated in an L position against the cage, which mm. isn't the most dignified position, I think, for, for a UFC fighter. And it looked like he was just a bit too tired to try and, and, and get up from that position, and Neil eventually got the darce choke.
1: Um, he called out Gilbert Burns, Mark. And I remember Neil was out there calling out cams that too. My man don't give a fuck, huh? Cause I don't think a lot of people call out Gilbert Burns either. That's a tough, tough fight. Uh, what do you think about that potential matchup though? If they give it to him?
2: Uh, well, I mean, I think what you said previously kind of correlates to, to him calling out someone like that. He has found himself, you know, in a career where he's been unable to really elevate himself to the top echelon and he needs to get a big win. Right? So and, and, I mean, stylistically, he's well-versed that, you know, I'm sure he's confident that he could hang with some of these tougher guys. I think Gilbert Burns stylistically could be a, a very difficult matchup. I mean, I do think Magny, probably his his best avenue to, to victory is his grappling. So to go against someone like Burns, who I think probably has a stronger grappling, oh, name, yeah. I think would be, you know, detrimental to him. But, you know, he's also a guy that, you know, he knows he needs to make big moves. Beating guys like Daniel Rodriguez, those are nice to kind of stop these up-and-comers, but it's not going to propel him into the higher ranks where he knows he needs to be, right? Like, he's, look at, we know the dude's not young. That hairline is creeping back every time I see him. It's, it's yeah, he he broke the record
1: head. for most welterweight wins, right? That was, I think, that's what oh, they said he? he broke GSP's record for most wins as a welterweight, period. Like, he's 25, he's 35 years old. He's been doing this now in the UFC. He got in the UFC when he was eight and one. He is 27 and nine. He got. he He's been in the UFC now for uh, about 10 years. It'll be 10 years in February. Right. So Right. And I think when you're in this
2: organization for this long and you haven't, I don't think he's really sniffed a title. Like, I no, he's been, a he's been like this. He was close. The main event right. of a fight night,
1: basically, I mean, look, is what we're
2: talking about here there's a few grains of sand in the hourglass for this dude in in this organization at this high level. So like he knows he needs big fights and he needs to capitalize and he needs to make moves. And Gilbert Burns is a big name, an extremely difficult challenge for him stylistically. But if he is able to win, that does catapult him into the conversation. And because he's kind of fresh blood, you know, maybe the matchmakers would look fondly upon him, especially, you know, you also look at, like you said, most wins he's a decorated UFC fighter. he's definitely put in his time. It's not like if he was able to build up his resume to get to that title contention that they might throw him a bone and let him have one um, It's hard to think that you know with where we've seen him and how he's performed that he's capable of making those big stepping stones like beating a burns. And then beating an Usman or a Covington to solidify himself in this division. Those are big asks for a guy that we haven't really seen quite at that level. But I think he knows, you know, there's just not a lot of time left if he's going to make a title run. Or he's going to be content being in this position where he's going to be fighting, you know, hungry young fighters that he's going to get some wins over. He's going to find guys like Daniel Rodriguez that still have holes in their game that he's going to be able to exploit and get some wins. But he's probably going to run up against some fucking hard motherfuckers coming up and and, and suffer some losses, and it's going to be kind of this road continued. So I'm not surprised that he's calling out a big shot like Burns. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, the road ahead for him is is tough. It's a tough division. He hasn't really solidified himself. He doesn't have a lot of time.
1: All right. This uh, Derek Miner fight was... Okay, this ridiculous shit. Um, Basically... What happened was Derek Miner was, I want to say he was like a plus 190-ish underdog going into this fight. And then about an hour before this fight, while the card is happening, uh, the line start moving. Uh, The line starts moving very quickly um, in favor of um, Nerd, Nerd Abike. The guy's opponent. And not just that. Specifically, there were bets on it ending in the first round and it ending in less than two and a half rounds. All these all these lines moved wildly. Um, fight starts. Derek Minor throws uh, the uh, I think Derek uh, Nerd on BK might throw the first strike, but Derek Minor throws some kicks, grabs his leg, he's down, he's hurt a minute into the fight. It was and his coach is James Kraus and James Kraus is a very is very makes it very public that he gambles on UFC fights bets on his fighters has a discord he talks about gambling with fights gambling on fights and tips and stuff like that so there's an investigation into all this and mike actually i kind of uh, we were talking about this earlier where you were just like you don't buy that someone who you know this is what they're like Known for at this point, would do something this stupid. And, but to be clear, I think the accusation is simply they knew their fighter was hurt, and then they, and then a lot of money came in on his opponent. Presumably, they're saying that they were somehow got that information to people to do that. I believe that is what it would be an investigation into this, not disputing the man's injury or anything like that. But what do you think, Mike?
0: I think even with that logic,
1: why would you risk
0: getting blackballed or just straight up fire from the UFC? And in the case of James Krause, maybe not being allowed to be associated with any UFC fighters so that other people can benefit off of your fighters. um, We're sure he didn't benefit. I'm
1: assuming he did. not That's the thing, man. I, I don't like, look, uh, the UFC said there was no wrongdoing that they could detect. Yada yada yada. Just not a good look. Just not a good look. I don't know what to say, man. It's just like I th- I thought I, honestly. I just was I was watching this all happen, and I'm just like, oh, so people know. Like that's what it was, I wouldn't.
0: Right? I wouldn't doubt that the information perhaps got out. Right, right then because, and there. huh? Ju- no, just because. Hey, there. His. James Krause and whoever are his cornermen, for example, aren't the only people I'm assuming that train at this particular gym, right? Like most MMA gyms, it's not just professional fighters that go to those gyms. It's going to be a lot of amateurs as well and people that just want to get in shape. So it's entirely possible that someone who had knowledge of this, that isn't connected to James Krause or the fighter. Knew this information and maybe leaked it to some place. I don't want to put this on James. I don't want to, you know, recklessly put this on James Krause or anyone else to say that they wanted to benefit from, you know, the misfortune of their fighter. But I won't deny that it is very fishy. People had to have known something for sure.
1: The investigation seems very warranted. Just given how it all played out.
0: Warranted in that, something must have happened. I am not going to rush to say it has something to do with them. Yeah. That they leaked it.
1: Marcus, I guess, I mean, I don't know. UFC, well, I mean, UFC saying they don't detect any wrongdoing. UFC's best interest for there not to be any wrongdoing here, too. Um, what do you well, think of the story? I mean,. <laughs> Uh, I, I think it's, it, it's an interesting story.
2: And if there's validity here, I, it is problematic. And I think the UFC, I think it it would be easy for them. Like you said, just to be like, we don't see th- these things happen. You know, he was hurt. Some so-and-so, you know, got word of it, yada, yada, yada. But I think it really can kind of hurt, you know, the integrity of their product and not just that, like, you know, it, this, this is not, the first time in so many weeks we've seen someone on the main card come into a fight extremely injured or get injured very early in the fight and it's not i mean one i mean i don't really bet on the fight so it's like for me it's like whatever you know but it it is compromising like my interest in like can i really trust when i'm paying a pay-per-view like we're gonna be doing next week are these guys actually in good condition to fight? Am I actually going to see these athletes perform at the best or are they compromised? And I'm going to see, you know, within the first minute someone's knee blown out or someone's shoulder to go out and then see, see a fight that doesn't really solve anything. Like, you know, if we see Izzy and Pereira in Pereira's, you know, knee goes out or his hip goes out or his shoulder or elbow or Izzy's goes out. And it's like the other guy wins. It's like, well, I didn't really learn anything in this fight besides like he, an injured person can't beat a healthy person at this high level. And I think more so to the to the the point here is that the UFC has not been shy about betting. It has been a cornerstone of this sport. They literally put the odds. We talk about it every week. Who's the favorite? What's the odds? Dude, the, this is just
1: American sports now. It is wild how everything yeah, I mean, is I, gambling.
2: <laughs> I mean, honest, I, I don't I don't remember cuz I don't watch other sports. It when this kind of became such a popular thing to talk about the betting lines, mm. but for me it was like the UFC was the first one that I saw mm. I was like they're putting they're putting the fucking lines. On the record, you know, now they're putting stats like, oh, this guy wins eight times. He's been underdog. He's won five times. You know, they're putting these weird stats where it's all about the bet. So, like, obviously, betting has been integrated into the sport in a big way. And if they start sniffing out, like, there's, you know, weird stuff going on the back end, I think, like you said, I think there needs to be drastic action taken so that, you know, the sport doesn't look corrupt. Right. I, I, I think... For a long time, and I mean, we talk about it probably almost every week about people thinking, you know, fights are crooked or whatever. And for the most part, we're like, no, 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 these are legitimate. You know, sometimes guys are hurt, whatever. You know, Jake Paul and Anderson Silva was a real fight. Don't believe people saying it was a dive or whatever. Um, But when we have situations like this where dudes are obviously compromised and they go out there and within a couple minutes of the fight, they can't defend themselves and lose. You know what's sad?
1: You know what's sad is like if like if, if if Derek Harold what's his name Derek Miner I was about to call him Her- Harold Miner Mike mm-hmm. yeah um Derek that's for you you know early nineties mid nineties basketball fans right there um what what if he's just like talking to you right and he says hey Mark I I'm getting twelve and twelve I'm getting half this paycheck all right mm-hmm. I'm hurt now my knee is gone I know I'm not gonna make it out of the first round why can't I Go bet twelve thousand dollars. Go, I can I yeah. I'm I'm fucked. I can't pay. I can't. I can't pay bills for. It's a knee injury or nine mm-hmm. months. Yeah, twelve months. That's the fucking sad part. Like, what do you? What do you even say to that? You're just like, I get why he did it. <laughs> I. Here's the thing. I bet it's happening. Everybody like. I refuse to believe that it's not happening. Like you can't put yourself in that. I. I. It would. He knows somebody. My, I mean, Mike. I mean, like he. He. Derek knows somebody who. You can trust who goes and puts a bed in for him, right? Come on now. Like, why wouldn't he if you're about to, like, make no money? If you're making no money. You know what I mean? It's such a – that's the thing. Like, anyway.
2: I mean, you'd want – the ideal thing would be,
1: right, when these guys get
2: injured, they pull out of the fight, right? Mm. But you're you're absolutely right in this scenario where it's like, well, I could pull out of the fight. I'll have to, you know, heal my injury. That could take six months, you know, depending on how severe the injury is, yeah. up to a year or something where I'm not going to make any money. Yeah. Or I go like you said, I go into this fight, I know I'm compromised, I'm gonna get my show money, and if I kinda know I'm not gonna make it out of the first round and I could pull something on the side and make, you know, half of what my win money would have been, that's better than I mean. To be be clear, we're not saying
1: like he intentionally did anything. Like we're not saying he did any of this stuff. We're just like a hypothetical fighter with an injury in this scenario. It's easy to
2: put yourself in that scenario and understand why someone who is probably making the amount of money, and we don't. I don't know. Do they talk about what his show? I don't know. Was. Did you know who know Derek Minor is that? before
1: last night? Though I have no idea. Yeah, like twelve makes total sense. What, it, what, eighteen and eighteen. It's about to be it, minimum wage it's, in yes. this country is thirty two thousand. Comes out to like like what? What is minimum wage? I, I was gonna, I was about to say the California one. Minimum but, wage is still but, like eight but, bucks. But huh? still,
2: yeah. If you know, like, you're going to be injured and you're going to be out for another six months at least, and you're not going to get anything, you know, or you
1: go out there and, you know. You, also, when did he get hurt? Injury- like, well, like if he got hurt recently, they're gonna UFC does not like it when you pull out of fights late, man. That is a whole thing, yeah,
2: and you lose brass. I mean, it, it's it's painting a picture where it's really no win for the the injured fighter, and this is kind of a way where they like, oh, you know, I kind of had a thing. I thought I could fight through it. I thought I'd be a tough guy, and ah, you know, it, my, my knee blew. You know, shit, fuck, you know, whatever, and I made a bunch of scratch on the side. So I mean, and but th- that it's that second part that gets into a really weird area, um, but the UFC has kind of opened themselves up to this because one, mm-hmm. these fighters aren't making a ton of money, right? If if they were making so much money where it was like, I can't lose this fight because my credibility will go down and I won't be able to generate more money in my next fights. But it's like, he's under contract. He's going to make 18 and 18 on his next, next fight, right? Yeah, so Like if he doesn't win this fight, He doesn't like, get caught over this. <laughs>
1: Though it sounds like they're sweeping. Right. Like, again, not saying anything did or didn't happen. Mike, by the way, me and you, I'm not gonna talk about Mark's integrity, but you and me, hundred percent betting on our betting on that thing. If I'm Derek Miner, just right, like like Mike's like yeah, like Mike's running the numbers in his head after our five hundred or six hundred eleven dollar UFC ticket purchase, and he's wondering what, what kind of bet he needs to, what let kind me, of inside info let, we can bet.
0: <laughs> let me tell you something. If I was taking a Thai Bo class at Derek Miner's gym, and I see this man hobbling over there like a grown-up Tiny Tim, yo. I'm laying crazy, money. <laughs> By the way, shout
1: out to uh, T.J. Dillashaw's... T- I say shout out because this ultimately, I feel I was uh, some fucking fraud was committed against me for ordering that pay per view, which I definitely did. Um, but I'm looking at the line for T.J. and Aljo to see, like, maybe last minute it was it didn't fucking <laughs> move. If anything, people more money was coming in on T.J. <laughs> like, like T.J.'s had that. How did it slip out that many times? And like, is it just him and Bang hang out together, and nobody else knows? Like, does TJ even train with other? Well, the humans?
2: fucking referee's knew and shit
1: too. Like, so who are your like sparring their- partners? Like, who? How is this Word. working? Like, it's wild. Um, but yeah, I definitely paid for that pay per view. Though I read this thing online that if you get a VPN and then um, you join this club, Sports Surge, I think it's called Sports Surge.club. After you're on your VPN, it's really a good place to, you know, make friends and and, uh, and learn about MMA. Just saying. Cool. Yeah. Mike's part of the club with me. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but is like not being very (laughs) cryptic here, but.
0: Yo, Bobby out here dry snitching like a motherfucker. Uh,
1: Yeah. What do you mean? I just read this online. Do you know that uh, the reason a Reddit stream, the the, the great MMA streams, Reddit, subreddit died? It's because of Brendan Schaub. Man right. just went out there, he literally. Like he went out there and started babbling about it online, and then that day it got shut down by the UFC.
0: Do you think that's why the fighter and the kid uh subreddit turned against yeah.
1: him? I that's that actually is why. That's one of the big reasons why. Oh, that's, wow. that's on the list. That's on the list. Okay? <laughs> okay, that is on the list. So All right. Um I don't know what's going on with this John Jones Stepe Miosic fight. But I think we should all just stop caring about it, any of this. It's like
0: supposedly like two months away. That's not gonna happen. they
1: they already announced a pay-per-view main event and it's not that. Um so like I don't know. Whatever. Um by the way, uh Marco Matson's uh undefeated record is gone, fighting a guy who missed weight, so then again, there it is, right there, right there. Okay, UFC two eighty one from the world's most famous arena. That's what it. That's the tagline. Um, Madison Square Garden. Are there really famous arenas? I mean, not trying to disparage yeah, your Mad- city, Mike. By- Madison Square Garden. Well, I mean, okay, Shh, sure. <laughs> it's the most famous one,
0: the world's most famous one.
1: Yeah, I think the Staples Center is not even called the Staples Center anymore. It might be more famous yeah, than arena. There you go.
0: How famous is it then?
1: I think people will call the Staples right? center stuff. Hmm?
2: <laughs> it isn't crypto now, but I don't know I, if that's still around.
0: I even, was gonna say so. crypto.com
1: arena. <laughs> I'll see how long that lasts.
0: I would say probably the place where sporting events are had most famous.
1: It definitely was for sure. I mean especially back Maybe when the
0: Yankee were... Stadium? I mean,
1: yeah. It's very American centric of us. The our, world. Our, yeah, okay, the world's right. most famous one. <laughs> <laughs> Wim- Wembley? Yeah, maybe. That actually might be a good guess, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, I was going to say
2: like, some of the soccer stadiums, I'm sure, have a Ooh, lot. Ooh, of- the Roman Coliseum.
1: There All we the go. Fuckers. There you go. There we now go. are talking. <laughs> um, World's most famous arena, UFC 281. The UFC returns to New York City for their annual pay-per-view. Um, headlined by um, the first MMA fight between Israel Adesanya, the middleweight champion of the world, and Alex, uh, Pahe- it's Pajeda? Pajeda? They don't say Pereira. It's like Pajeda. It's Paheta. Yeah. Paheta. There's no D. There's no H. There's no E. Pajeda. Oh, well, there's Obligato. an E, I guess. Um This There's actually their third matchup. The first one, is he got knocked out. Second one, they went to decision, right? Am I imagining this I or is it the other, other way. round?
2: I think it's the other way. The first one was decision. Second one was knocked out.
1: Okay. So it was getting worse. All right, my pick is going to mm-hmm. be look even stupider in a moment than it sounds like. Um, co-main event, Carlos Barza, and the woman the UFC really wants Carlos Barza to lose to so badly, uh, Zhang Weili, Poirier Chandler, a bunch of other good fights. Um, let's get into it, though. Israel Adesanya trying to avenge two kickboxing losses to Alex Pajeda. Um, we're at the point in Izzy's uh, Anderson Silva arc where, actually, it's not even the Anderson Silva arc, because Anderson could be blamed, I felt, at some point for some. Actually, no, he can't, in retrospect. We're somewhere around the, uh, was before the Chael Sonnen fight? We're not at the Damian Maia fight, we're at the ones before that. We're not at, we're not at the UFC disdaining him. We're at the Patrick Cote fight, okay? Where people are just starting not to enjoy Izzy's fights. Um, and his opponents have taken the strategy of I'm not gonna get knocked out tonight. That's that's what that's what Jared Cannonier did. I am not getting knocked out tonight. That was his strategy. Um Alex Bahadas is getting into UFC. I think he's 4 and 0. Um Sorry, 3 and 0. Uh Andreas Mitchellidis TKO flying knee punches, Bruno Silva won a decision, Sean Strickland. Sean Strickland won with the dumbest strategy anybody could ever have against this man and got knocked out in two and a half minutes. Um, I think I was watching this. I I was watching this. Was I was watching this with you, Mark? Because I do remember less than twenty seconds into the fight, you were already annoyed about Strickland's strategy, where you were just hmm. like, "What? What?" Because you pick Strickland, you are like, "Oh, okay. He's. We're just gonna walk into this." <laughs> but um, I was trying to look this up before I make my pick here, but I'll try to. I'll do it after because I got to go first here. Apparently, um, I got Israel out of Sonia here. I I think it'd be fun. I think Izzy Adesanya. I, I think Izzy should shoot a double leg on him. I don't think anybody shot. A, I I don't think this man defended more than two takedowns in this he's been in the UFC. Um, even without that, one of these guys is a uh, much more experienced mixed martial artist, and that's Izzy Adesanya. I didn't ask for the betting lines on this. Does anybody have them?
0: I do. As I try to vamp for time. All right, here we are. Uh, on DraftKings, Israel Adesanya is a minus 180 favorite, to the Pajetas plus 155. And on FanDuel, Adesanya is a minus 196 favorite, so Pajetas plus 152.
1: Dude, DraftKings just pays better for MMA, Mike. I'm just telling you. I'm not just telling you your business. Like it, it just seems like if We do this every week. It just seems like it. Um,
0: but we're still a fan FanDuel podcast.
1: There we are. Um, I'm I'm going to hammer oh, that Although mi- they don't pay us. I'm going to hammer that minus one. I think Izzy's going to win. I, I don't care that he's lost to him twice. It's a different sport. It's not the same thing. Just not. Um, I don't think Izzy's... I think people have this impression because he's a striker. Izzy's just a kickboxer. He's a complete fighter, man. He knows how to fight. He's at a serious gym. They aren't going to let him go out there not being able to be fully able to defend himself. Okay? I'm not saying he's gonna hit a omoplata on anybody, but Israel Israel Adesanya knows how to grapple, knows how to uh, wrestle. I haven't seen Alex Pereira do either of those things, so I got I got I got Izzy winning this. Um, Mark, what? A, uh we'll get our standings after this. Actually, Mark, what do you got in this one?
2: Yeah, I'm uh, pretty far behind, so I'm going to be taking some swings for the rest of the year <laughs> <laughs> and try to make up some ground. Uh, and I don't really mind picking Alex in this fight. Um, I-, I-, I think there's a lot to be said. I mean, like this guy's kind of been rushed to a UFC title fight. He has not been tested in a lot of the areas that we would like to see a title contender tested in to kind of see that they are a full you know, mixed martial, martial artist, that they're going to be able to fight some of these different types of fighter, especially when it comes to grapplers, right? He hasn't really fought a grappler. We haven't seen him have to really dig deep and defend those takedowns and maybe even work off a round or two being on his back and, 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 and you know, work from behind. He's basically been fighting strikers and has been so-
1: showcasing himself very well. Allegedly, he stopped six of eight takedowns against Bruno Silva. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if Bruno Silva... Went to, you know, wrestled for Rio de Janeiro State or something, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, don't think he's a him grap- a top, yeah, he's not I mean, a wrestler. At in level.
2: middleweight, we have, you know not a plethora of wrestlers, but we have a like Marvin Vitale would have been a good test. Derek Brunson. These are guys that would really test that Avenue of the game that he hasn't had to face, right? He's basically been able to, to
1: mostly face strikers or people that weren't able to implement yeah. that kind of strategy. Bruno He's, Silva has play. got 19 knockouts and 22 wins. So yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, I mean, what I'm mostly looking forward to this fight is that, like you said, in his last couple fights, Opponents really haven't been able to assert themselves very well against Izzy. Some opponents have been basically trying to wait for moments to materialize for him to make some kind of big mistake and capitalize. And those mistakes weren't happening, and the fights were, you know, to be quite honest, were kind of boring. And I think uh, Alex is not going to allow that. He's going to be more of a pressure fighter, and we're going to have a better fight. I-, I think. I think this is going. I think stylistically, this matches up pretty well to be exciting. Now, I kind of thought that with Jared Cannoneer as well and that didn't work out. Um, but I do feel like stylistically Alex knows that he's knocked this guy out. He's caught him in striking exchanges, he's beaten him in striking. He's not going to fear Izzy like some of these other guys have. So I think we're going to get a really good performance. I think Izzy absolutely can win this fight even if it is just stand up. You know, I think even just with MMA gloves, I think he's been able to assert himself very well
1: there. Do you think you uh, would do you think you would pick Izzy if you weren't trying to make take swings out of here or do you honestly mm, are you I mean if I, you had I just might, nothing on the is, line? I
2: I do like picking established champions, but I wouldn't. I I still might pick Alex. Um, I think it's going to be. I mean, one if Izzy shoots a takedown and gets it, I'll be thoroughly that, impressed. That's dude, probably the most impressive. Dude, thing I really wanted to do that so badly. <laughs> I mean, and I think it would kind of really establish himself as. I mean, kind of like Francis did when he fought Seal. Uh, Gone is like, look at like I'm not one dimensional. I'm not just that for for Francis. Like I'm not just a heavy hitter. I I can change the tempo of this fight drastically and go to a skill set that people don't know I have, I don't I don't see Izzy showcasing that. I, I've never seen Izzy pull a switch or anything like that. He's really been a standard sprawl and brawl type of kickboxer where it's like, I'm just going to negate the ground completely and not really
1: reverse it. So do, you know, I, do, you, do you know what I think, honestly, about him too? I think he would not... I don't think ego would come into play at all, honestly, because because uh, I think some people think like he would want to prove that he can stand with this guy because he's not knocked out with him. I don't think Izzy's is that kind of fighter. I think Izzy doesn't bend to the pressures of anybody beyond what his own, what he's trying to do in a fight. So I think him do. I'd be surprised if he shot a takedown. But if he thinks that's what he's, if that's what he wants to do, you know, I mean, I don't know. I just, I'm just, I don't think he's going to be just forced to do a striking battle, basically, is what I'm saying. I think he's whatever he's, needs to do to get it done, he'll do.
2: I think more so than anything else we've learned in these last couple fights, Izzy wants to win. Mm -hmm. Whatever the measure is, whether it's standing on the outside and jabbing and picking the guy apart and not having an exciting fight, like you said, he's not bending to the pressure to be like, oh, I need to have flashy KOs every fight. I need to win the fans over. It's like, I need to hold the belt. I need to get a legacy going with Ws. So he's going to win. So I feel like that is going to be the strategy is that I'm going to win this fight, whatever means necessary. And it probably means that potentially it could be well. I don't necessarily want to stand with Alex. That's going to be his best bet. I don't know if Izzy's going to have the skills to get him down, but it could be. I'm going to clinch with him a lot. I'm going to try to outmuscle him you mm-hmm. know, against the cage and land knees on him. And maybe that's an avenue for. That's success. A, I like. That's a good idea right there. If he can get um, him impressed. But him. I do think I think Alex does have heavy hands. I think he has a lot of confidence. Um, and you know, and like you said, camps. I think. It would be easy a couple years ago, like, look at, he's, he's training with Glover. Big whoop. Mm. What has that guy done? But the story's changed
1: drastically Wait, on that man. He's training. Who's training with Glover?
2: Alex's. does. Did I, I didn't know that. Yeah, Alex and Glover have been training for like the last I don't know five years or something. Okay. So, so I mean, but but that kind of says a lot because my you know the the stock on Glover has gone up. So I mean, I, at the end of the day, I'm really excited. For yeah, the fight. And, I do uh, think Alex can win. I think it's it is going to be more difficult. Be he doesn't have he hasn't yeah he hasn't been tested, but more so I do hope for you guys. Putting three hundred dollars on this fight, not not betting wise, but just like for entertainment value. I hope it is the fight I I expect to be. I I think I think it would have
1: to be. And also, like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I think none of us subscribe to. um, And Mike, I want to get your thoughts on this. I don't think any of us really Mm -hmm. subscribe to the idea of like, um, like the champion, like somehow like a draw go like a tie goes to the champion. Like you have to go like, you know, like it's like the champion has just some sort of championship advantage. But I do think that when I say this, I'm not talking about just fighting aggressively or anything. I think you need to go take the championship from the guy. And I'm I'm trying to dance a little bit around it, but I'm basically I'm saying is like you can't fight not to lose because I think a champion can get away with fighting not to lose because if he's skilled enough, like Jared Cannonier when he fought Izzy Adesanya, fought not to lose, so he's trying to fight like not to get knocked out is really what he was doing. All right. And he thought he Izzy was going to... He thought it was on Izzy to make a mistake, right? And, like, make him do something? And Izzy was just like, no, I'm... If if we both have a technical fight here, I'm going to pick you apart, and you can't land anything, right? I think we're at that point with Izzy, and if another one of those happened, I'd be shocked, really, the way Pajeda fights. But, Mike, it's all you, buddy. <laughs> uh Well... Yeah, I mean you you you
0: say that about like the uh the challenger has to go and like take the belt but we're about to very soon talk about a fight in the next fight where that champion eh, didn't really take the belt um you know in the the second no row they took they like, took they took
1: everybody's money is what they is what <laughs> happened there that's that's the one if we're gonna get a refund on stuff people want a refund for the Dillershaw fight I want a refund for that one okay still. <laughs>
0: Uh, But no, uh, I, I mean, respectfully, I think you're I, I, and I think you tra- kind of acknowledge this. You're kind of talking out of both ends of your yeah. mouth.
1: That's um,
0: fair. But I would say when it comes to this fight, if Adesanya is smart, I mean, look, I'm not I'm not a fighter and I am not even going to begin to try and understand the mindset of, of these guys. But Pajeda has beaten him twice in a kickboxing matchup. Uh, the second one, a lot worse than the first one. And it's not like, even though it's been what, maybe seven, eight years since uh, since Adesanya lost to Pajeda, mm-hmm. it's not like Pajeda is a forty-five year old man. Forty-five year old man who's over the hill. He's still only thirty-five. He's still in his prime when it comes to his MMA career. So, if this is just going to be a kickboxing matchup, which for the most part, Izzy has never really shot a takedown or tried to actually utilize offensive wrestling, then that might be that might be a bad look for for Izzy if the previous two fights are any indication to the level of skill when it comes to to, to the stand-up. So I hope that Izzy shoots. Um, There's not many MMA fighters who I still actually root for outside of just wanting to watch uh, a good fight. I do think that he has been at a top-notch gym uh, for for a lot longer uh, likely than Alex Pajeda and probably has developed a skill set that he just hasn't had to show in the past because normally he is the superior striker in most of the matchups he's had in, in the UFC. I don't think There's been any one fight in the UFC where you would say, oh, that guy's a better striker than than Izzy. And arguably, this is one of the rare times where you could say that Izzy isn't the better striker in this matchup. So pretty much hoping on a skill set that Izzy hasn't displayed yet in the UFC to... Neutralize some of Pajeda's striking. Well, Pajeda's uh, a better. Make, make him a little. Him a, little, a, little better ki- a
1: better striker in kickboxing. We don't know. Like in MMA. I literally, man, I don't know, man. The threat of the takedown might be enough that, like. But he has to instill that threat. Yeah, I think he throws some. Uh, give, him, they give him that oblique kick first to the knee immediately. That Jackson can't wait.
0: Really oblique kick. If. If Adesanya tries to take him down and is unsuccessful at it in the first round or two, then that's going to spell a lot of issues for, for Adesanya. All of that said, I'm still picking the style bender.
1: Um, Mike, why don't you give us an update on the standings?
0: I can do that. So Chalk and Mark went 0 2 last week uh, with, the, uh, with the Rodriguez duo. Uh, so Mark is 54 and 34. Chalk is 56 and 32. Myself and Bobby went one and one. Last yay, yay. Week, so I am 57 and 31 and Bobby is still in first at 60 and 28. That's right.
1: Undisputed, undefeated, then, now, forever champion. Um. Okay, we're going to pick up the pace here a bit. Carla Esparza uh, Zhang Weili. Um got I got Zhang I got Wei-li winning this pretty one sided. Um, Carla's tough, so there's a part of me that thinks this may actually make it to a decision, but i I think that would look very one sided at that point. Though I want to be clear when I say this, I want Carla Esparza to win this fight so badly, and I want a picture of Dana White's head. Watching the fight, as it gets more and more clear, Carla's gonna win, and I want to see how purple it get it turns that head of his. All right, that's what I want. No, I just think I don't think this is a good matchup at all for Carla. Um, she got to get her down, like early, often tire her out. That's got to be it. Um, if I'm Henry Cejudo still training Whaley, I just that's all. That's got to be the entire strategy. Avoiding those takedowns from Carla, um, but yeah, I got, I got, I got uh, Lee getting this done. Um, sh- Mike, what's the betting odds? Yeah, so when I last saw
0: Lee was a minus three twenty favorite on uh, on DraftKings, if I'm right. Sorry, I had it up, but it uh, it went away. Oh, no, actually, Best Fight Odds didn't even have it up. I had to go. Into actual DraftKings to, to look it's at. It's
1: buried in the other events, future events section. Minus 350 to plus 290 and minus 400 plus 285 is on FanDuel. Again, Jesus. FanDuel. gotta stop using FanDuel, buddy. Just <laughs> it's gotta happen. Um, Michael, you got.
0: Heavy, heavy favorite, uh, Zhang Wei-li. Um Much like Mark, I have to. F- Pick my spots uh, to try and make up some ground uh, on Bobby,
2: but this is not the one, uh, Mark. Yeah, likewise. Um, I really like Carla. Um, I've always been a fan of hers. Um, I do think stylistically this is a tough fight. I think Wailing is just physically on a different level than a lot of the, you know, her combatants. Uh, I will say the one thing I do think Carla could surprise people with is that. She has a killer right hand, and she will throw it in a firefight. So I'm not going to be shocked next week if, at least at the very least, Carla catches her at some point, because Weyling gets over aggressive and she runs into it, and Carla is able to take her down. I still even think in that scenario it would still be tough. I don't see Carla finishing her. I could see her doing damage and hurting her and maybe even getting some rounds that way. But I think it's one thing that a lot of people haven't really maybe given her a lot of props for is that like in her evolution to get back to this top spot. Because I think a lot of us didn't. I didn't think she'd get back here. After Joanna just demolished her, she kind of struggled. And I didn't really think she would get back into this position for being in title contention. But she clawed her way back up because she learned a very fundamental right straight. And she has cracked so many girls with it. And then utilize the wrestling. So I do feel like even if Carla is able to out-wrestle her and get her down, I feel like she's going to have a hard time with the stamina to keep that up for five rounds. I think Weyling will be able to you know, show a fortified front in those later rounds where Carla will get tired. You know, A lot of Carla's fights are split decisions that are three rounds. So I think a five-round grueling fight doesn't necessarily favor her. But I can see something shocking because Waleen gets a little over aggressive, and she runs into a big shot and gets taken down, and something like that happens. I feel like that's kind of Carla's best shot in this fight is that she catches Weyling you know, being overconfident, being too aggressive, and she gets hit with something big and goes to the ground and gets a ground and pound f- finish, or maybe even a submission. Uh, but I still don't see that super likely. I think if Waleen kind of plays her cards right, she's going to be able to negate the uh the takedowns gonna be able to to beat her in the stand up as long as she doesn't too aggressive and you know maybe win in the later rounds with
1: tko because i think you you can bait her into you can bait whaley into a firefight it's been Mm. done a few times that's how i mean rose got her the first time she baited her into that
2: (laughs) well that's the thing is i think she will hit carla right and think she has her really hurt and try to go for the kill and that's potentially where she could run into some trouble because carla is tough
1: she yeah, I was gonna say get... she got put out by Yoana. Know, not put out, put out either. Like Yoana just put her on her. She didn't put her yeah, light, she lights does. out. And,
2: and then she her last loss against Tatiana Suarez, I think, was a TKO. But I don't really remember the the ins and outs of it. But like, I think Whaling should win this fight, you know. But I'm just not gonna be shocked if Carla does. Pull something off because she does have a really good right straight that has turned the trajectory of a lot of her fights. So we'll see how it
1: plays out. Man, Mike, Mark slowly convincing me to maybe throw a little fiver on that Carla action, maybe or something. Maybe I'm not, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm
2: not no, so let me tell you I that. that then that I look wins, at then I look at her record,
1: and you're like, man, she got a six fight win streak, and then you're like, three of those are splits, one's a majority. <laughs> you're like, a lot of yeah. the, That could have been a two and four record in those fights, real quick. Um. This is the on paper. Besides the main event, um, fight of the night. This is this is the feature bout, as they refer to it. And uh, we kind of figure out the UFC's pay-per-view model at this point. Guys, two title fights and a banger, really. Unless you know we're trying to order the execution on Nate Diaz. But besides that, normally we're going for two two title fights and a banger in there. Um, Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler fighting. They don't like each other. I'm not entirely clear why. Dustin unfought fought since last December when he uh, lost to uh, Charles Oliveira, um, one of many people who hurt, dropped Charles, and ended up getting choked. Um, speaking of uh, someone like that, uh, well, he didn't get choked. Michael Chandler though. Um, Michael Chandler, um, I thought he would. I thought he only had that one UFC win, and then I was reminded that he front kicked Tony Ferguson and gave him the. A very memeable face right there. Two and two. Uh, Betting odds for this one. We got minus 210 for Dustin Poirier to plus 180 on uh, Chandler on the DraftKings. Minus 230 plus 176 on the screwing people out of money fan duel. All right. Getting aggressive with this, Mike. Um, Got Dustin Poirier. I think in the type of fight Michael Chandler tends to be have these days in the UFC. I think it's better suited for Dustin Poirier. Um, even like that last fight with Tony Ferguson, he lost the first round to Tony Ferguson. I feel most people thought that, right? Like I think that's what happened. If I'm not mistaken, he's uh, gonna get into a brawl. and I think Dustin's better equipped for that. Uh, Mike Mike Chandler might hit harder though. He hits like a fucking brick, like a, like a truck. And he does. He's trying to. He's gonna call out Conor McGregor the second the fight's over. Just to be clear. It's definitely what's gonna happen. Uh he really wants that fight. Um, but I got I got Dustin who has now added a third hot sauce to the Empire. Uh some sort of maple thing. It's like a sweet hot sauce, and I think I'm buying that entire variety pack after i win some money betting on him. Mike, who do you got? I forget. Is this hot sauce any good? I haven't had it yet. Hmm. Is the, the one where someone dumped the entire bottle into the shoey that fucking uh, homeboy was drinking. Um, Tuivasa was drinking. Remember, the guy just dumped hot sauce in it. Not nice.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's not nice if uh the hot sauce is no good. I mean, maybe it's you know maybe it's like a nice Franks. I could go for some Franks and some beer. You know? No, no you
1: can't. You don't even like I couldn't give you a goddamn Michelada. All right, what are you talking about?
0: <laughs> no, that shit is fucking disgusting. Uh, All right, your fucking <laughs> tomato beer. That shit is nasty. Had one the other um, day. It was great. Yeah, yeah, fucking disgusting taste buds. Um, I'm going to go with Poirier as well. Um, Chandler can be a bit chinny, and I think Poirier can exploit that.
2: Marcus. Yeah, it, it's tough because you kind of want to pick Chandler just because like, th- there's an avenue that he could win, but it is tough because we've just seen Dustin fight guys like Chandler. When you look at Justin Gaethje, or even look at, you know, a heavy-handed Conor McGregor. And he he's done very well against those guys. He's done well against the guys that, you know, like to stand and bang. And it's like, you know, Chandler can wrestle too, but he just hasn't really utilized that skill set. It's mostly been his stand-up and it's mostly been his power getting it done. It's hard to see him winning that type of battle against Dustin Poirier, where we've seen him fight really technical stand-up guys. And you look at like Max Holloway, like I said, uh, Justin Gaethje, who Chandler lost to, uh, McGregor, who can be pretty you know technical on the feet as well. And he was able to really pick those guys apart and, and win the fight. It's hard to pick Chandler being able to find that opportunity to find that shot where he's gonna blast him with one big shot because that's that's usually what Chandler does you know it's not like a lot of his strikes are in combination they're set up I mean to some degree with strikes beforehand but it's usually one big shot right like maybe he'll faint something and throw a big shot it's hard to see him landing something like that on Dustin who's very well versed in the stand-up he's really he's really a you know student of the game and he sees those kind of things coming so it's hard to imagine that Chandler's going to be able to pop him with one of those types of shots and, and not use his own tricks where he's shuffling from southpaw to orthodox and you know switching stances mid combination and throwing those left hooks and right hooks in combination and, and that throwing Chandler off. So you know I, I need to make some of these tactical decisions to try to get one, but I just don't see Chandler running this one. So I do have to go with Poirier.
1: I thought man, I did not I did not think that was what was going to happen there. I really thought you're picking Chandler for sure. Try to represent for the Bellator boys every now and then, Mark. Come on now. Ooh, if,
2: he, if he wins, I'll look like an idiot. But if, if Dustin wins, I'll look like somewhat of a genius. Not Because not... I have to make smart, stupid decisions here. I have to pick the ones that I know maybe potentially have a chance. I just I can't see Chandler getting done. It'd, it'd be something I'd – be, I'd be pretty shocked and pleased because it'd be
1: exciting but kind of surprised. Frankie Edgar is going to retire Saturday night uh, at the Garden. Gonna come out to Biggie. He's gonna run down to the octagon. It's gonna be awesome. Um, I'm honestly looking forward to that. It's one of the things I'm really looking forward to for uh, for this card. Um, he's gonna go in there and fight a 31 year old name man named Chris Gutierrez, who I believe is a pretty decent favorite over him, if I'm not mistaken. Now, um, well, minus two fifteen to plus one eighty five for the ed- for the answer. Um, fuck it. I got Frankie Edgar. Go ahead, boys. Whoa, whoa. This is your opportunity, Frankie Edgar retirement fight. I'm looking at Chris Gutierrez's record. Okay, I'm talking myself out of this. One second. Uh, I think you've already
0: said it, so you can't. No, no backsies. There's plenty of backsies. Mike already put it on. No put it on the web
1: page. We. No, published. I'll take. Uh, I'll, take uh, I'll take Frankie. I think he might get I it done here. That's it. Not, this is not an easy fight, man. This is not an easy fight. This guy hasn't lost a fight in four years. Um, but he hasn't beaten anybody a real note anywhere along the way either. So Until Frankie Edgar. Oh, God. If I widen perfect. my leave picking Frankie Edgar to beat somebody, it would make me very happy. Yeah, I got, I got Frankie getting it done here. Just, man, because we all had such a good time when Nate Diaz leaving the UFC on a happy note. Let's get another one, man. Like, Frankie, man, like, he does everything these people ask him to do.
0: All right. Now, let, me a, second, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. I'm shining up Frankie Edgar.
1: Don't let's not ruin it, all right? Oh, okay. I'm shining him up. man like cuz I think you know a question I'm about to ask. Man goes out there, they send him to the Philippines, takes care of business. They want to legalize MMA in New York. Frankie's in a fucking suit. All right? They need Frankie at the garden paying up state income tax to fight. You don't care Frankie's there. You want Frankie to, t- to have a manager who is a friend of the warlord and it's probably getting. Yeah, Frankie gets a cut of that money. Yeah, man, it's not perfect. Okay, it's not perfect. All right. Um, <laughs> Frankie got a whole bunch of questionable political opinions. Probably, probably. All right, probably. But I mean, I think, I think this. Fuck. Let's get something nice out of this thing. Not just you know, it's gonna be a bad week. All right. It's just tomorrow's not gonna be good, guys. Nothing, <laughs> Tuesday's not no, gonna be good.
0: <laughs> let me tell you something. Nothing screams MAGA like Tom's River.
1: Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Who do you got? I, I've got Gutierrez. Uh, thank you for letting me pick up a game. Yeah. I mean, Mike, I could have literally told you anything about Gutierrez right now. You just buy it, huh? Do you know this motherfucker has a horn coming out of his forehead? He might. You don't know. Mark, <laughs> <Well, laughs> who good, you got? Uh, yeah, I'm going with Chris, too,
2: but it, it is because you picked Frank. Because, I mean, there is some shine here, like you said. When you look at who's Frankie Frankie has fought and who he's lost to, it's like, well, these are kind of the top echelon guys. And you look at who Chris? I mean, this is a classic trap I've fallen into time and time again this year in picking fights. Is like I don't know any of the guys he's beaten. Yeah, these these this could be the future of the division. Oh yeah, I, just, that could look like a real dumbass, <laughs> right? Because I'm just mm-hmm. not familiar with these opponents, so it's like I don't know who he's beating. He hasn't beaten any one of you know top ten you know caliber that I'm aware of. But we see Frankie. It's like yeah, he's losing to those guys, but they're high caliber guys. So I mean, I kind of was thinking. This would be the stupid thing I pick was would pick Frankie to try to you know make something happen, and then I think ultimately he would lose, and I would just be down another point. So I'm glad you did this. That's okay. I would have if Frankie wins, then I'll be like, oh, I knew what I should no, have. I should have done. Look, man, the kid is you,
1: this is this kid's from Jersey, okay, Gutierrez. All right, these people mm-hmm. probably travel in the same circles. It's Frankie's last fight. I don't think they're the devil necessarily all the time. Okay? I don't think they gave him somebody they don't think he can beat. And the guy's nickname is El Guapo, and fuck him. Is that enough of a reason right there? He called himself El Guapo. But, but, fuck him.
2: Because mm-hmm. Boss is that's something Boss's I'm unaware nickname. of?
1: That's Boss's nickname. Ah, oh, okay. well, that, that, that's fine. Torch- he didn't somebody. pass it. I don't yeah. see <laughs> yeah. that Boss passed anything on to anybody. I don't oh, see, boss I don't see the kid. trainer. I see Mark Montoya as the trainer. I don't see Boss Rootin. Um, Alright, let's wrap this thing up here because we're still going and there's still a bunch of fights. Dan Hooker, Claudio um, Uh
0: Let me just pick Dan Hooker very quickly because I have to step away and get my charger.
1: All right. Um, betting odds for this one. Dan Hooker minus 155. Claudio Pueyes. We should not be picking this fight. I do not know who this other guy is on any level. And Dan Hooker's lost 4 of 5. And, and he's a favorite though. Yeah. Uh, this is all hmm. bad. I'm gonna be the one to vote. <laughs> we don't pick this fight right now. You can be the one to you can say yes or no to that, or you can make your pick. I'll make my uh, pick. up. Uh, I was gonna pick the other guy just because Dan Hooker is not looking. Yeah, good. me too. But I don't know the fuck that other guy is. Like, who's the other and, guy? Beat? And
2: the line, the line is not. I mean, he beat Clay Guida. That's that's something. You got back to back knee If he bars.
1: he <laughs> yeah. got seven submissions. They gave Dan Hooker a guy who can't strike. They gave a guy yeah, they gave Dan Hooker a grappler. Yeah, I mean th- this. This could. How, be many, tr- how many members from this team are you going to pick for or against? Because he's fighting and Brad's <laughs> right. fighting
2: also. this this is this is something that you guys mentioned a lot with Izzy. Oh, his camp's so great. I don't know if his camp's that great.
1: Yeah, I think I Izzy's co- really. I think good. his coach is good, and I think Alex is good, and I think. Dan is, was good. Are they, Mike? We're voting. Mike? I've I made the vote to not pick this fight on it. Mike's not even listening to us. He's still trying to purge. He's, he's to, not listening. This is the one of the more that, disjointed. That is kind of one of the things I'm
2: kind of thinking is like, look, it, we thought Dan Hooker was really good, right? <laughs> is he that good now? Is he? I'm not. I'm not as convinced. Mm. Is is Brad Riddle really that
1: good? I'm not. Well, convinced. my my next pick is not going to suggest he is probably. <laughs> okay, so, I I, I'm I'm going to go ahead and vote that we don't pick this fight. But if you guys want to still pick it, we can pick it. Mike, what do you think?
0: i literally just put my headphones back in i'm saying we, we, don't fuck, we don't know the fuck we don't know we don't
1: know who the fuck claudio is all right and dan hooker's lost like five of six fights a light breeze might knock him out this week we don't know what's going on with him i'm just so saying no dan, we- Hook,
0: no dan hooker and claudio that's cool okay mark you okay with that decision
2: that's that's fine but i feel like mike we had bobby on the ropes here he's he doesn't like this fight he's scared because he's I'm just picking like the you. next one i don't feel good about that he either. Is. He has no fate in Dan Hooker like I do. I was was going to take the other dude just by default. Well, I know. That's what I am too. But then just like me, Bobby, you saw the line. You're like, wait, (laughs) (laughs) Wait, why is that line on Dan Hooker so good? I'm feeling less confident. I don't want to just give him one up. Uh, You're giving one up with Frank. Brad Riddell,
1: (laughs) Hanato Moikano. Remember when we thought Hanato Moikano was going to be a thing? Like it wasn't that long ago, guys, that we thought Hanato Moicano was going to be a thing. Um, so we thought Brad Riddell might be a thing too. Henato um, Moicano um, lost to Rafael Dos Anos last fight. After Previous to that, back-to-back rear naked choke victories over Jai Herbert and Alexander Hernandez. Um, this this shit's like, ugh, okay. And then Brad Riddell, um, back-to-back losses to the nine-foot tall Jalen Turner. And I uh, got wheel kicked by Rafael Feziv. Uh Rafael Fiziev beat both these dudes' asses. Put them to sleep, both of them. Betting odds for this one, I think it's real close too. Minus one twenty-five Moicano, plus one hundred five Riddell, uh, minus one thirty, plus one hundred two on the FanDuel, which is robbing people. Um, <laughs> um, I'm gonna take, uh, yeah, I'm gonna take uh, Riddell. I think I don't think I think he's a better fighter than losing three fights in a row. That's the entire basis of this argument. And, uh, again, he fought a nine-foot-tall man, and the guy before it hit him with a wheel kick. So I'm going to take Brad Riddell. <laughs> Mark, what do you got? <laughs> yeah, I'll, this will be another tactical, you know,
2: sink or swim, I guess. You know, I, I don't, that doesn't make These sense. These lines are but, close. Uh, it might happen. All of them might happen. Well, hit. I mean, I, I don't like uh, Renato i never really been on board with this yeah. guy. He, back <laughs> in the day, when we him. thought he was something. I was like, I never thought he was anything. I always thought he was kind of whatever. And he, But he has
1: some... This is stuff. just the airing of grievances we have on this podcast this week. I mean, I, I kind of
2: like Brad, but... Like we were saying before, like I've kind of, in the last couple of years, I've lost a little confidence in the city kickboxing. At well, one that was point, there was a minute yes, when because... they were all
1: winning all these fucking fights, bro. I know, now but it's we two guys. thought Craig
2: Jackson was too. This happens with all kinds of camps. They have a you little bit talent. of success. They get a champion and we
1: think, oh, they're. remember we thought Connor's team was something? Remember we thought Connor's team was something? It happens yeah. It
2: happens time and time again. And we fall for the city tricks and we start losing.
1: American fucking top team. All right. You they remember, got 800 you guys, fighters.
0: You guys remember when we thought Gunnar Nelson was going to be a thing in
1: fairness, Gunnar Nelson took like four years off in the middle there. There was hope still. Okay, it it just happened. So now I'm they had the to, so they I, had the I, goat. Like, they had the goat. I'm uh, picking against
2: Riddell, but like you know,
1: it, it's not, not. It's not like you're picking against Mike Tyson. It's just some guy.
2: Mostly, it's like look at this guy wins by submission. Riddell loses by submission twice. His three losses. So like, <laughs> look, I'm making any little connections with my yarn here on my chalkboard, uh, so I'm gonna go there.
1: Um, Mike.
0: Mark, let us hold hands and walk into possible oblivion with this Moicano pick.
1: <laughs> Mikey well just bet on Moicano and Guterres' parlay while you're at it. this thing, man. Is there going to not be an It's I'm Amazing parlay except for fucking Dustin Poirier and Wei Li? Is that the entire It's I'm Amazing parlay at this point? We don't even do that shit anymore, we did it. do
0: we? <laughs> yeah, we did it a couple weeks ago. And we lost.
1: we lost.
2: Yeah. And I owe you five dollars. Uh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need I need a bag. I keep saying like I keep we know, saying. We know we can oh, double or do nothing it. on our Poirier and, and Way <laughs> Okay.
1: Um, Dominic Reyes, um Ryan Spann. Uh Dominic Reyes has taken time away to stop to complain about losing to John Jones in a close decision to get knocked out two times in a row. But he ain't fighting a year and a half. Um Ryan Spann, on the other hand, hey, we win some, we lose some, man. We were winning a lot at one point, but losses to Johnny Walker, Anthony Smith. Seems like we're getting right up on the edge of that top five, top six, where uh, Ryan runs into a little bit of trouble. Um, He's training over at Fortis MMA in Dallas, um, while Dominic is training in Victorville. Really? Okay, Victorville. Victorville. Uh, Victorville, California, over at the Cage Combat Academy. Um, betting odds for this one, uh, Reyes minus 205, Ryan Span 175. I got Dominic Reyes. Don't like this on any level. Just don't. Don't like my pick already? This whole card is full of fights. I don't like picking. Mark, who do you got?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I probably should pick Ryan Span.
1: I, that, that, I just, you know what my I logic don't... literally Marcus is, is like. this is the exact type of motherfucker Ryan Spann loses to, <laughs> that's what it is this is the exact type yeah,
2: I mean, of just I, I, I'm, I'm gonna pick Dominic because I do feel like he's really only lost to, he, he's lost to the champions he's lost to the last like three guys that held the belt mm-hmm. Um, and Ryan Span has lost against guys that have never, you know, sniffed the belt, so, well, yeah Johnny Walker never has, so my, my, my statement stands, uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Dominic Span's interesting because, like, Bobby, I, I could see it. Like, Dominic hasn't fought in a while. He hasn't won. He's not the greatest longer. gas tank in the world anyway. We know that, no, too. but, like, he's just... <laughs> he's fought in better competition and has won before. And that's kind of what's giving me... You the know, edge. honestly, like, he's on the prelims of, of
1: this fucking card, and he was almost UFC light heavyweight champion, so he might want to rethink what's going on in his career, and mm-hmm. put a, and then stop complaining about a fight he almost won three years ago. Because that's... He, like, he honestly spends a lot of time just talking about how he really got that fight and yada yada. You know, man, you get stuck in the past. And uh, But if he doesn't win the first round, he's losing this fight, 100%. Because he does not have the gas tank to come back and win this in the third round. Talk about Dominic Reyes. Mike, who do you got?
0: We're sweeping it.
1: Oh, good. Dominic Reyes is part of this amazing parlay. This is going to be a wild parlay. Um, and then uh, we also are picking, uh, finally, Meatball Molly McCann. Uh, Aaron Blanchfield, um, Meatball Molly opting for those New York taxes. Patty Pimblet saying I'm I'll fight in Vegas. Thank you very much. Meatball Molly is a big underdog. Minus four forty for Blanchfield to plus three ten on FanDuel. Minus three ninety to plus three twenty on DraftKings. I, I
0: think you meant to say she's a massive favorite, not massive underdog.
1: Who? You
0: said Molly you said McCann is a massive underdog. She is. Molly McCann's a underdog. She's a plus
1: three hundred underdog, Mike. I just I said it three times. Wait, wait. Really? Yeah, I got Aaron Blanchfield smoking this chick. Mark, who you got? I'm gonna watch Mike pick on the pick against the 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 minus four hundred favorite. You know, we'll say again, this is just
2: another thing where it's like I'm just going with the line, right? The line is just so, and this has bitten me in the ass. In a couple of weeks ago, something like this very happened where I was just like, "Oh, Bobby and the line are like this person's definitely going to win, so I'm not going to get in the way of this train." And then it totally. Look, like, you don't like, have to. She's a four ooh, to one favorite. Go ahead. I know, but I I don't know anything about Aaron Blanchfield, so like yeah. like Mike, who the hell is she beating? Like Mike. If we didn't have a betting line, we both would have picked Molly well, can, is and We would have been value, Yeah, man. Like, if it was just... We would have been shocked come next next Monday and been like, I can't believe Molly got smoked by this girl. I had no idea who she was. Wow. But apparently everyone else does. So, like, yeah, she's I'm a 23-year-old,
1: hot shot, Henzo Gracie, black belt.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm starting to see why she might be a pretty
1: big <laughs> She's <favorite>. just... <laughs> She 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 tried JJ J. Aldrich to do a fucking knot before she choked her. I think it's enough. I mean, me. I will I will say
2: this. Like, Molly's been on a tear. So she has a ton of momentum. Yeah. But like I can't get in the way of how many Irish those people odds. are in New York,
1: Mike? Is it enough to carry this crowd? Uh I mean Is it the, is it the are name? they gonna be louder than the people rooting for the girl from New Jersey? Let me ask that question.
0: <laughs> well, we don't acknowledge New Jersey. So. Well, they're all gonna be there rooting um, for Frankie
1: Edgar, aren't they? Mm,
0: yeah. Again, Tom's River. Okay.
1: Her Instagram. If want, he wants, if the hometown crowd, is just her submitting people. That's what Aaron Blanche. If he a wants the
0: hometown crowd, this Frankie Edgar and this Aaron Blanchfield, All right. Okay. Mike's Wait till the UFC goes to Prudential. Center. Mike's picking molly again. Okay. Let's go. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> Vegas needs Vegas <laughs> needs to know something.
1: <laughs> um, I'm not that brave. I'ma go with Blanchfield. All right, welcome to the It's Some Amazing Parlay, Aaron Blanchfield. Um, all right, uh, that's it. That's UFC 281. Um, does anybody have a fight they would have to, would like to induct into the fights we like? Because we have... I just thought about it literally this second. <laughs> so anybody got anything? Because we want to do at least one per week.
0: I got one. I, all right, awesome. Uh.
1: I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> okay,
2: okay. Uh, I mean... I've been doing a lot of the pride fights, and I've been doing more of the obscure ones recently, but this one actually, I don't really go on social media much. much, And Anytime I go on Facebook, I usually just end up watching UFC Fight Pass. That's a pretty good active Facebook account where they just show old fights. I'm like, oh yeah, I like this old fight. Um, So this is one that I saw on there a couple days ago, and I was like, well, this was just you know easily one of the best fights in its whole thing and this is uh the first time uh Vanderlei silva fought quentin rampage jackson Ooh. this was at pride fc final conflict 2003 uh pride basically got into having these grand prix uh later in it's kind of longevity and this was kind of one of the big first like they basically had their first grand prix um which was like open weight and this was their first one for the uh light heavyweight Belt essentially, and it was stacked to the gills. Um, Chuck was in there, Chuck Liddell, Quentin Jackson. They probably had the harder end of the uh bracket having to fight each other in the semifinals, where vanderley had to go through Sakuraba and then Hide- Hidehiko Yoshida, who was a gold medalist judoka. Uh, Judica. At the end of it, it was Jackson and Silva, and they had a fantastic fight. Um, you know, Quentin asserted himself really well in the beginning of this fight, watching it again. Uh, he hurt Vanderlei, he got him down, he was doing decent ground and pound, he was actually staying pretty busy, um, and for whatever reason, you know, the moment, I don't know what happened with the ref, he got caught up in it, he had them stand up again, and that kind of spelled the end for Quentin, uh, Vanderlei was able to get
1: a, a Muay Thai clinch in, and he did not Is this the one where Quentin complains about the stand-up? Is that this one or the second yeah. one? This yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, Was it a question, it was, it was, yeah, a little iffy, he, he
2: he was he was in guard, but he was doing work. And yeah. in his previous fight with Chuck, he finished the fight with ground and pound. You know, eventually he did advance to half guard and was able to throw tougher shots to the bar- body. He was at that point he was getting really vicious
1: with elbows to the body. Yeah, Mike. Back then, um, Quentin then Jackson had no him. problem going to the ground and beating people's asses. By the way, that was the version of Rampage we all loved. It was just I'm gonna take this dude down and beat his ass. Like that was the thing Quentin would do.
2: We've yeah, now talked. we talked about both. We've
1: talked about both fights he had that night. Now they're both in there. Because I did the did first I one. The, I did. You talked about Chuck no. Rampage, I, actually, no. But... I talked about the rematch. I didn't talk about the fight. That's true. I did. I did the Chuck yeah. Rampage.
2: Which we'll we'll get to because that was also one of my favorite fights. But yeah, this one with Van was just awesome. I mean, yeah, Quinton. Was a first round knockout? Well, or he had,
1: he had, he had yeah. The it was in the first.
2: It was in the first. Oh yeah, it was the. Um, and it was just a fucking barrage of knees. Like he was probably in that Muay Thai clinch for like three minutes, just getting demolished with knees to the head and, and and to Jackson's credit, like didn't go unconscious, which he did in the second fight. The second fight Vanderlei stomped him out. Like he hit him with a knee and he fell unconscious through the ring ropes. Uh, This one wasn't the case. He just got obliterated with knees. He never went fully out, but like he was done. It was a great win for Vanderlei um, and a great end to the the tournament overall. Um, And just a really fun, fantastic fight. And this was easily, I mean, when you talk about the best fights in pride's, you know, echelon, this is easily one of those ones that, like, it's an easy pick, but on a week where, you know, didn't really have a lot in the chamber, and I did just recently see it. I mean, this is just an
1: easy recommendation. What, what a fun fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, Pride Rampage was a different dude. I mean, how first, I mean, not, I mean, the first five fights of his UFC career, Rampage was also a, a different dude from the Pride dude. And that guy was awesome, too. Then he got old. Things happened. Um, all right. Uh, stuff we like. I got one. I'm hoping I'm not alone when I say I watch this, but I think I, 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 I am. Weird Al movie. Okay. Guys, watch the Weird Al movie.
2: You, um, you
1: downloaded the Roku channel app. Uh, I, I see. Don't know. It's just on there. You have a Roku. <laughs> well, I know. Yeah, it's like, just, you know
2: you just... I didn't... That's the weirdest thing. Is that, oh, there's like, ads.
1: There's ads in this movie. Oh, there is. Ooh, yeah, because it's, a it's free movie. When what do you want them to do? They got to make their money back somehow. Oh, I,
2: I think that's the weirdest thing about this movie mm-hmm. is that like it's on the Roku channel app, which you would think this would be like a Netflix. Well, I didn't thing, know but that. it Does look interesting? Yeah, because I like
1: I remember like I texted you guys, you and uh, our coworker Chris, because I was like we were talking mm-hmm. about. It. Then I got home and I turned on the Roku. I'm like, oh, it's just free, um, right there. Um, it was. Uh, Essentially the premise here is that Weird Al's actual uh life is very boring. So they wanted to do a biopic so they just made up a bunch of shit. Comically. Okay. For, no, like the whole like every part of all the crazy shit that like they made shit up. All right? Like okay. not even like borderline. It gets absurd. Um I really enjoyed <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe. Um Mike, what are you laughing at? <laughs> No, just the thought that, like, they tell you right at the front end, yo, a whole bunch of this shit is made up. I mean, literally, if you go on IMDb, they got Diedrich Bader as his job is grizzled narrator, because he's talking like this the whole time, almost like he's Batman. Um, Weird Al playing by Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, it was just a cameo-palooza, to be honest. Um, I'm not going to give away all of them, but you know that, like, Rain Wilson's in the movie as uh, Dr. Demento, um, and uh, Evan Rachel Wood is playing Madonna. Uh, Evan Rachel Wood. Hope people see this movie because they just canceled her TV show the other day. Westworld. Eh, Done. Without they didn't even finish it in the fifth season. Disappointing for those people. I mean, the show was trash after the first season. I only watched the first season, and then the second season started, I got very confused, and I said, I can't do this to myself. I really enjoyed it though. Seriously, it's a a fun movie. It's kind of like the Dewey Cox movie, where like you think it's like Mm -hmm. it's like it's like you could say it's a parody, but it's literally using Weird Al, um, and like you know how like you know the song "My Baloney," you know "My you know, or "Eat It," and it's just really well done. You know you know what they're doing, and they do a very good good job of it. And it's you know, all the cameos are pretty fun. So oh, did uh. Did um, Weird
0: Al also sing a "My Baloney" song? What do you mean? Well, I mean it was so expertly sung on this podcast just a few My, weeks ago. "My
1: Balona is what he sang because it's "My Sharona." Ah, oh. yeah. Ah, oh. yeah. Well, oh. yeah. Did you, you, you did you a Weird Al fan at all when you when you were a kid? I think his heyday might have been mean, a little bit earlier than us. But you were Weird Al man at all? I, I mean, I knew who he was. Like it's not like I was I had Weird Al
0: cassette tapes or CDs or anything, but of course you know like Eat It, his parody of the uh, Coolio song. That's the that best one. Coolio I, I, uh, at first sued
1: him, and then he realized, no, you know what? Actually, this is pretty good. Everybody sells more records when Weird Al parod- parodies your song. Um, just that's just what happens, and uh, no one talks about it. But white and nerdy. Was uh was the uh, the later ones? I really enjoyed White and Nerdy, especially the music videos. Got key and peel in it for no reason. Um, which one is White and Nerdy? It's well, is the, that a parody? Uh, Ride and Dirty. Ah, uh, uh, got it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh was what's it? Millionaire, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, really enjoyed it. It's on the Roku channel. It's free, but the trailer having commercials in a movie is odd. It felt like I was watching like a TBS movie. You know, just like a home watching or whatever, like you're watching Return of the Jedi on TBS even though you have it on DVD, digital, Blu-ray, every fucking form, but it's on TV, so you're like, "Well, okay." You know. Um, but yeah, and Weird Al's in it too. So, guy, a scandal-free music musician been doing this shit for 30 plus years. I support the man a little bit. Um, that's what I got this week though. Mike, what do you what do you have on stuff we like? Uh, to be
0: honest, I do not have uh, very much. I did watch a documentary, I think, right around the same time that you were watching this Weird owl movie, and it's a movie that's on Netflix. I can't remember for the life of me what the name of the movie is. However, the subject matter is very, very spicy. It is about a Miami pool boy who carried a seven-year... A relationship with Jerry Falwell Jr.'s wife and Jerry Falwell Jr., where their particular kink and not kink shaming at all. Everyone get their rocks off, however you you can get it. But they enjoyed watching this young virile man. You know, you know Jerry Falwell enjoyed him watching him bang his wife, and not an issue for me. Do it how, get it how you live it. But if any of you guys know who Jerry Falwell is um, and his son, they are extremely conservative people who, you know,
1: can have made this country and, worse.
0: Yes, uh, that's, that's a very simple way to put it. And particularly with their extremely conservative values, um, Jerry Falwell. Uh, senior was the founder of liberty university a conservative christian university in lynchburg think lynchburg virginia um where they have an, a very strict honor code where pretty sure the things that jerry falwell jr and his wife were doing would get them expelled
1: from the school yeah marcus you might have a few so go ahead
2: uh yeah, I don't don't have a ton, even though I've been gone for a couple weeks. Um, probably will point out this week, uh, the sequel to 2018's God of War comes out. Uh, God of War: Ragnarok uh, reviews came out a couple, I think, last week, um, and it reviewed very well, um, much like the first game did. So, I imagine if if you played the first game and enjoyed it, you'll probably enjoy Ragnarok. And if you haven't, I really I would recommend playing the first one before playing the second one. Because obviously the story is going to be a continuation. Um, so I, I imagine you might be a little lost if you didn't play the first one. But I'm really looking forward to that. Um, outside of that, a couple shows that I watch that um, I've really been enjoying. Uh, over on Netflix, uh, Cabinet of Curiosities came out a little bit before Halloween. This is Del Toro's kind of, I don't know what to call it. Almost like a um, Twilight zone s type show where each episode is its own kind of mini self-contained you know, weird monster of the week type of thing. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think I, I think there's. I still have one episode to watch, and there's the last episode I haven't seen yet. Uh, but for the most part, I've really enjoyed them. I do think they're kind of all interesting and unique in their own right. But I would say that they are fairly graphic. Um, I don't mind some blood and guts, but like they, they 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 do kind of like. And I don't think it's necessarily like egregious where they're just showing a lot of viscera just to kind of shock value you. Like it all kind of makes sense within whatever story they're telling. They don't pull punches. You know, there's not a lot of camera. The camera does not turn away to not show you some dude's head exploding or them, you know, doing an autopsy on the body. They're going to show you each slice and opening up and taking the guts out and that type of stuff. So I think if you are a little squeamish, some of those scenes could be a little heavy, but I think like overall the stories themselves are interesting And kind of unique in their own right. Um, And I really enjoy them. uh, A lot of famous directors. Each one is kind of directed by a different director. There's lots of, you know, um, fairly famous actors uh, that I think do a pretty good job in most of the, uh, the episodes. In fact, the second to last episode we just watched was called The Viewing. It had Eric Andre... And one of the guys from Peacemaker, the kind of big heavy set geeky guy, I've seen him in other stuff in Adult Swim. And I thought they did a really I thought that episode in particular was really kind of compelling and interesting because it was kind of more like, kind of like psychedelic and less like a big monster until the end. And then that shit kind of got crazy. Um yeah, and overall, I just I've really enjoyed the series. I think it it definitely hit at a right time right before ha- Halloween. Um and overall it was just I thought very enjoyable. Uh, The last thing I wanted to talk about was I did just finish the uh, third season of Lower Decks. Now, this one is, unfortunately, it's on, I think, Paramount Plus or whatever. Yeah, that sounds right. So, I mean, not the... uh, you know i I got it through some other means there's some devices that you can see other people's things they've downloaded or whatever you flex on them you plex on them whatever uh but i I really yeah mike mark's having fun with it get on board (laughs) (laughs) i got i've got access to somebody's plex account and they have you know an interesting variety of shows and one of them is lower decks and i've been really enjoying uh, that series and season three, I think wrapped up a couple weeks ago and it was one of the series I was like, I really want to be able to watch this because I thoroughly enjoyed season one and two. I did talk about them on the show in previous episodes as someone that's not a big star Trek fan or even really knows a lot of the lore or characters from previous seasons. And this show kind of revels in that stuff. And they make lots of callbacks. You don't really need to know that stuff to enjoy this show a lot. And I would say even outside of that, after watching, you know multiple seasons of lower decks it it only makes me more interested in watching just you know the kind of more standard uh television series of of star trek because it it makes the world and universe kind of interesting now i mean it's a comedy cartoon and it's an adult cartoon uh but it's just really well written you really end up you know being interested in the stories and the characters that they're talking about and the humor's there you know much like i would even say maybe a more refined rick and morty where you know kind of weird shits popping off and it's getting kind of hokey, but while well, Rick and Morty kind of like revels in it a little bit and kind of splashes around and says like, Oh, isn't it cool how kooky and weird references we make and stuff like that. And I've also been watching the the newest season of Rick and Morty and enjoying it as well. I think lower decks, it just, it, it it's, it's a step above with kind of like it's maturity and kind of the, kookiness that happens like people get cloned and you know there's a lot of weird stuff that happens in the star trek series that they kind of touch upon and kind of make it seem more normalized but i feel like whereas rick and morty kind of like jumps around and be like whoa this is this crazy or weird remember that and it, maybe, maybe i'll make this reference from the 90s that you know we're going to talk through real quick and not really you know they they kind of revel in their kind of comedy where i think lower decks kind of it's there, it's a little more understated, but it, it hits just as hard. So I, I do recommend if you have the ability to watch that show or in any capacity, you know whether you're you know you have a uh, an subscription to Paramount Plus and if you do, I couldn't recommend it enough or you just have the ability to watch it one way or the other. it's it's worth your time to seek out because I, at least in my opinion, as someone who doesn't even like Star Trek. So yeah, that's stuff I got this week.
1: All right. so. UFC 281 this weekend. I don't know if there's going to be a show next week, guys. I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm realizing now that we did not really talk this through, considering I'll be sleeping. Mike's probably looking at his couch, roughly. That's where I'm sleeping. (laughs) So I'll be there next Monday night. (laughs) So uh, we'll see. Uh, We'll try to get a show in next week. If not, we'll see you the week after that. Um, Enjoy the fights. This is a big one. And yeah, this is the second to last. I think there's only one more pay-per-view, right? Because I don't think they're doing an Mm end-of-the-year one. They're not doing the New Year's Eve one. It's just the one with um, what we thought was going to be John Jones and Stipe. It's instead going to have us at least with Yeary Glover Um, 2. But until then, I was Dr. Law. That was DJ Mark. And that was Lavender Gooms. Back with the full house here. Thank you all so much. Uh, See you soon. Bye. See ya. So you guys put any money that Powerball? Yo, I, I, bought, I bought a ticket
2: today because it was my birthday. I need yeah. to go see that I did not win. Oh, <laughs> I
1: forgot about it. Thanks, Mark, Mike. <laughs> if you won the Powerball, I would like my $5. <laughs> okay? <That laughs> oh, is... <laughs> I,
2: I owe you that regardless if I win. Uh, you know.
1: If you win the Powerball,
2: I want 5000000 million. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, Mike. We'll see. Bobby, you got the $5. Don't you worry it. Thank you, man. I appreciate it.
1: Bye guys.